it was a bang. Now it wasn't a massive explosion or whatever, and I was looking back now, couldn't see any commotion. There was no commotion around me, everybody was still out normal. Then there was another bang and everybody was still normal and there was nothing happening. And I was looking back and you could see a puff of smoke down the street, down the bottom of the street from the, I was thinking, fireworks or whatever. The news hadn't travelled up the street just yet of what had happened, you know. They walked in through the door of the hotel and everybody was running about the hotel lobby in commotion, you know. And I was like standing at the door of the hotel with my medal and my bag and my hand going, what's going on? Everybody was looking at the bomb at the finish, the bomb at the finish. Jesus. And I was like, we're just away from there, what is all about, you know. That, my friend, was Sean Smith. And this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast. Hey everyone, hope you've been getting the miles in this week. My name's Robbie Marsh and I'm your host, so welcome to the podcast. We have Sean Smith from Newry County Down on the show this week. Sean has just earned his second six-star medal by completing the World Major Marathons for a second time a couple of weeks ago in Tokyo. I'm not aware of anyone else in Ireland who has achieved this amazing accomplishment, so thought it'd be worth catching up with Sean and just having a chat about his experiences. Sean hadn't long crossed the finish line in Boston 2013 when the two bombs went off. In this episode, Sean talks us through his experience of the event. Before we start, this episode is brought to you by the Dublin Mountain Marathon, which is being held on the 11th of May. It's organised by Don Hannon, so check out the Raw Ultra website if you want to take part. There is both a half and full option. I'm planning on being there, so hope to see you there. With great pleasure... I bring you Sean Smith. Just for a time. It's like funny going to sleep. You remind me of Colin McCann. We were in the bar. And I was sitting talking away to him. I don't know how long he was sleeping at the bar. He was <laughs> out for the count. He was out for the count with his hand on his... I didn't notice. I was with your man, Mark Lacey, in the bar. I think at the tab at the end of the bar. Yeah, we were sitting one of them once the bar and we were sitting there. And I was going, just put it in the bed, just put it in the bed, just put it in the bed, you know the rest. And pay the fuck a billion, I think it was like fucking 300 quid or something. Yeah, it's not cheap, uh, is it? It's not that good. We're quid, you know? We came in and got a club sandwich and a pint each, it was like 48 quid. Where did you stay? It was, I don't, I can never remember the hotels or anything, but it's the one that had the, like, the pond in the garden. It had all the koi carp in it. Oh, what, had a, the, the waterfall and all? Yeah. The Otani? Yeah. That's the one we stayed at. There's some spot in it. It's beautiful, like. The first time I went there, we stayed at a different place than that. Now I went to the Keo Plaza. Right. So it was called. It was like Japanese garden, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. Good spot, but mm. I definitely liked it. No, definitely was like. What about after the after the fact then when you went went to go out? Was there much? We just went. We to, we went to the after party after Martin. What was that? They put an after party on. Right, very good. I think sports tours have sort of doing that. Uh, but the, it wasn't just for the, the crew that went, it was for it was for, absolute, <laughs> it was for absolutely everybody. Now it was 170 euros up my head to go to it. Extra if you wanted to go to this after party. Jeez, but, quite expensive. Uh, it? And it only went from 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And there was copious amounts of food and drink and everything at it. There was a... Uh, Japanese wrestlers at it, there was uh, loads of, everybody went up onto the stage with their major medal and all that jazz, you know. Um, I know it was expensive, but you're, you're never going to be there. Uh, you're never going to be there, huh? but it was good, because there was a load of people that didn't go, and there were raging that didn't go, you know, to the after party, like, you know, it's well worth it, like, and it was over at nine, so you went, oh, we all went out there and off to that again, you know, we all went <laughs> yeah, out there. it was way too early, uh, you know. When, when, so, see when you go, boxing's where you started off, isn't it? That's where you, your, your, fought, your first love for sport was really in boxing, was it? Uh, was I? Uh, well, it was, just, it was boxing from when I was a pub, you know, really. What was the influence on you back then? How, how did you fall into boxing? Uh, sort of the big brother would have done it, the older brother. He was, a, he was boxing so you sort of would have followed you know the cracker shot you follow mm-hmm. the you know the, the older brother whatever they're doing you want to do you know that sort of way so you done quite well in it though didn't you uh, I would have did yeah I uh, boxed in the Irish team and 
in, in America. I went to um, Scotland a few times in England and won nine counties championships and Ulster championships and stuff like that when I was younger. So. I don't mess with Sean then. No, <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I think it takes a bigger man to walk away. Yeah, but boxing gives you a lot of discipline though, doesn't it? Does, it does, yes. And I, suppose, I suppose that's why I have the wee lad doing it now. Like, and he's sort of getting through it now and loving it, you know. Because it's a very individual sport, so like if you don't do the work, you're gonna be very exposed. Ah, right. ring, yeah, yeah, it's a lonely, it's a lonely place to be. as a boxing ring, like you know, you know, it's anybody that's ever been in the boxing ring will tell you it's a lonely. There's only two years there, like you know, that's sort of <laughs> way you're there fighting for your life. But yeah, I don't know, but it, it does. It carries through you for, for life, and that's basically sort of why. But the way he fell through it because I know what it done for me, and hopefully it'll do the same for him. You know, that's sort of so. Very good. How did you, how did you fall into running? I'll tell you why I actually took up running. When I was boxing, I always thought three a three mile run was enough for us. Whenever I was a pup, I used to train over here in the hill. There used to be a boxing club in that wee park over there. Um, it was St Patrick's, and it was a wee hut there. And our run would have been you started off from there. Um, you went for a wee run round the block and maybe run up Lindsay Hill steps then. And I remember half of us juking the run and taking shortcuts at the time, thinking that was a long run. A long run to, to most boxers is five mile, four or five mile. That's, yeah. a, that's a long run for them. So to think of getting into the big distances, you were like, yeah, yeah no, no chance. Like It's, it's going to be boring for a start. It's going to be... Um, but after a while in boxing then I sort of got the I was having trouble with my nose I couldn't breathe through my nose so um, I was after a while I was still playing away at boxing and I was actually getting too old for it I was getting beat about the ring basically more so there was younger fellas quicker and sharper than me and I was getting that age and I sort of, sort of said to myself you know take up something else you know or what's the crack so I went and I was getting an operation to fix my nose so I couldn't breathe through my nose and I'd say, well, I can't box for a while anyway, so I'm going to take up running, like, enjoy it. I'm going to say I'm going to take a rattle at Dublin Marathon. That was my first marathon. Yeah, was there any clubs or anything that you were involved in back no. then? It was just yourself, so about uh, training? Just out, uh, just out training. Met up with a Sunday crew, there used to be a crew, was, we were sort of getting with those, because I got a bus, I seen a bus advertised online to go to Dublin <laughs> Marathon. So I says I booked myself a seat in that. Yeah, what what do you think it was about the run in Dublin that you enjoyed so much? Was it the crack on the bus afterwards? Or? <laughs> no, well, it's always good. Sean, I must add, is the uh, life and soul of the party on the bus. Like, <laughs> if Sean, Sean's on the bus, you're gonna have a good laugh up and down the road. I think, I think, I think the the. I think it was the whole experience of the 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 marathon. That I liked. It was the emotions of the marathon. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's, you know yourself, you've been there, you've done that. I finished the marathon that time and it was a case of, right, um, what just happened there, you know? I was, I was happy, I was sad, yeah. I was, you know. It's just an emotional rollercoaster. That's exactly what it is, you know. Anybody that does the marathon, you'll know, you're, they'll know themselves, it's an emotional rollercoaster. I was like, hmm, I'll try that again, you know. Yeah. Done it again, man, London after that like but sure I, I, again like you say it's a, a, an excuse for a night out yeah you know you have to run a marathon these days to get a few beers you know to crack yourself like you know there's a great whole package isn't it as well like it's not just about running the marathon so you say you went to london um you're going over there there's a few people that you know there as well and you're running the race and meeting those guys after the race going for a few pints you talk about tokyo that's all part of it isn't it oh yeah, it's all pa- part of the packages some of the tours that I've been on, to be fair, you spend a lot of money going to the places, you know you know yourself, but money wouldn't buy them. Mm-hmm. The, the memories, you know, money, money, the, the experiences, the, 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 the absolute, the camaraderie of it and the people you meet, the people I've met from all over the world and that I'm still friendly with from all over the world, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, like, uh, you've got friends in Dubai, you've got friends in... In America, you've got friends in Japan, you've got friends in London, you've got friends in uh, all different parts of the States, you know, and you keep in touch on social media, and that's all through 
You almost live that experience together. You see, yeah. and that sort of makes a connection, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then it's a case of right. These are all buzzing about who's going where next, and then it's a case of right. Well, I'm going, and then it, there's a group chat going all of a sudden, and there's four or five people you know from around the world that's going to be at one of these marathons yeah. if you're going, and it's you know it's a must do to catch up when you go there, and whether it should be before or after the races are always full, you know that's what so. <laughs> So it's a bit of crack, like. So when you went to London, that was your first world major marathon. Um, was that in two thousand and ten? Ten. That was two thousand and ten. Were you at the world major marathons then? No, I wasn't aware of the world major marathon ten until I seen it on the London marathon stuff. Or the, yeah, the expo. The expo stuff, you know, their stuff. It's like the seen at the bottom of the t-shirt. But there was only five at the time. Yeah. There was only five majors. So when you went to London then, because Dublin, Dublin back then as well was quite a small marathon. It's not oh, as big as it is now. Oh, there was only six or eight thousand maybe done yeah, then. Max, like, so when you went to London then, what type of experience was that for you? Because oh. it's a totally, totally different thing. London. It was something else, like. Mm-hmm. Saying it, well, I've done it five times now, so that's the, yeah. most, that's the most popular, you know. So uh, London was something else. London was a, you know yourself, you've been there. It's a hell raiser, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's... What is it about the race then? Like, is it the, is it the atmosphere, the course? What? The atmosphere, especially if you get a good day. I, I, I know some people don't like it, but I like running on a good sunny, mm-hmm. warm day. It does it for me. And it seems to be that way eight out of ten times for London, you know. Um, yeah, we seem to be warm after a, a winter's training in uh, cold. Yeah, that's <laughs> you what go there, the temperature rises. And you just, I seem to have a clinker run any time I go to London, you know, or any time I went to London. That's where I've done one of my best runs too, or my best run, should I say, I've done in, in, in London. So um, I think London's, it's one of the top of the bill, like, you know. Yeah. Did it plant a seed in you then? It plant stage? a seed, yeah. Because you went on to run New York that year, didn't you? Yeah, I went on to run New York. I, I, run, I went there with um, Barry Monaghan, Gary Beatty, Fergal McKeown, a couple of, couple of guys from the town. Um, I, was, uh, I didn't know them guys either at the time, you know. It was just a case of I went over on my own and I knew them guys were going, you know, through, through the um, sports tour group. Uh, we sort of met up at the airport and went together. Yeah, it's quite quite a thing too then, because you've sort of gone on this path on your own, really, and then start to pick up people along the way, yeah. so, so to speak. I did, yeah. You've got dubbing yourself, you sort of then thought, well, I'm going to try London now, it's a big one on the on the scene, and that sort of then led you to New York, and it's strange, because people running all, everywhere, mm. back then didn't really have that sort of pulled towards these bigger marathons. What do you think was it that was pulling you towards those? Well, another thing too that pulled me towards them was, uh, I sort of, whenever whenever I went to run um, London, uh, that was when I approached Southern Area Hospice, I asked them for a sponsor card. Just out of curiosity, I just said, yeah. listen, I want a sponsor card. I'm gonna plan to do this. Um, I'll raise a few pound fees. So I done London. I think I raised something, say like a hundred and eighty pound or something, Brilliant. on the on the sponsor card for the hospice. Um, the hospice um, just down the road from you. Yeah, isn't it? So I called in. I got the sponsor. Then um, when I went back, the hospice was giving them the hundred and eighty pound, and there was a girl in the hospice, um, worked there at the time. She had said, you know, she does a bit of running too. So Anne, you call her, and um, Anne was saying, you know, there's New York here also. So that was whenever I, I sort of planned, yeah, well, I'll do New York, you know, no bother, you know. And what about the run itself? Did you find that lonely or? No, I, I, I didn't find it as exciting as London, mm. you know, and then the time difference with being, you know, being away from home and, and phoning home to say, uh, you know, you've done the run and then you're sort of sat, sat there on that emotional roller coaster type thing again, but you're on your own and you're in a different country, you know. Um, I find that kind of strange. So what about New York? Because when I, it's a, 
it's some start, isn't it? Talk to me about the start, what it's like. Because I, I thought to myself when I was standing there on the bridge, like, like holy shit, like, I was only running from lamppost to lamppost to get a bit of fitness. How did it ever come to this? Uh, and the music's roaring and the crowds are cheering and the people are waiting to go and you're standing on the bridge and you're like, right, here we go. And um, there's like skydivers uh, or helicopters, like... Uh, it's a good atmosphere now, it's a good, and for anybody that doesn't run or doesn't know anything about it, it's a must-do experience. Like One thing I've never done, and people say to me I should do, is go and watch a marathon. I've you, never watched a marathon. Wow, that's unbelievable. Met of marathons you ran. Do you know how many marathons you've run? Uh, you've never you've never watched one like. I know nearly the last nearly marathon was my fiftieth. Very good. So I don't know how many I've done yeah, from that. Brilliant. You've never actually watched a marathon. No, I've never. I've never actually went to a marathon and watched it. But people have said to me you should. Mm-hmm. So. Especially. I, I think it would kill me though. I think I would stand there going, "I want to be running." Yeah. You know, no, there, there is that essence, like, there's no doubt about it. Like, so I always go up to Belfast every year, have taken the kids up the last five or six years, I'm mile 23 or whatever it is on the Omar Road. And uh, it's it's hard. You're like, geez, I wish I was running this race. Uh, but seeing the people in the different types of states that they're in, you're ready to relate to that. You're like, oh, come on. You're shouting and roaring and uh, giving that little bit of energy back. Because you know the amount of people that shout and roar you. Oh, I've had it, you know. And the best about it is, just back to when you're running in somewhere like Tokyo and you have your name in your vest and you're running, there's all well, thousands of Japanese who fly in the street and all of a sudden all you hear is, Go Sean! out of the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that for? It's somebody actually is able to read. Yeah. It's somebody I know in Tokyo. Uh, <laughs> you know, or probably from the last time, you know. Um, so, wait, what did you do after. So, New York then? It's quite wide streets in New York, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but and what, what I found was like you could sort of interact with the crowd, or you could come back into the middle. Um, I had like twenty six point seven eight miles or something on the clock because mm, the streets do, are that wide. You do have most of that, uh, mind you. Tokyo there recently. Whenever I finished, my, uh, mind you, I started using my Apple Watch. I ditched my mm-hmm. Garmin and I started using Apple Watch, which I find pathetic. So. Anybody was to start using Apple Watch, don't. It's the most hardest running watch in the world. <laughs> it's it is it's terrible. Um, I'm gonna go back to Garmin. My Strava showed up at Tokyo at twenty five point five or something or twenty five point seven something like that. Yeah. So it was short, and that's the first mark that I was ever short in. Yeah, it's not gonna be short, like is it? It's never short. No. It's never short. You're always over. But mind you, it, it was it was raining and it was cold last Sunday and and to, my watch kept blapping mm. and every time I was trying to on on open it, stopping and trying to open it, you know, to to see what pace I was doing. I really went, the Apple Watch is terrible. Never, I'm never, never gonna hear Apple Watch again. Like you know, people were saying to me in New York, um, you know, did you see this and did you see that? I seen the start and seen the finish somehow. I don't uh, know. I did not see all these signs of people dressed like bananas and seen very long streets. Uh, <laughs> do you what were you what do you be like when you're running through? Like London I, or, like, actually was it wasn't like that for me, but like New York I didn't see for some reason. I, I do kinda of try to look around me to keep my mind off it. You know, I do kinda of try to look at different wee shops. You know, when I'm running past, oh look at that, you know. But I'm running after a while, I try and pick up different wee things, you know. There's one part in New York, I'd say this is probably in your head too, did you run through a wee part where it was just like a Hamish community? Yeah. I found that like running into like a western movie or something. <laughs> you were just running along and then all of a sudden you, you, you hit this street. And there was all the, the, the women wearing the big long coats and pushing the big prams and the guys were coming with the big beards and the hats and I was like, you know, uh, did so I many just, different cultures in yeah, New York. Did I just run into a time warp? You yeah. know? <laughs> Strange though, isn't uh, it? When and they're, they're, not, they're not even cheering you on or anything. They're just sort of going about their business, you know, walking up and down the street and the street's busy and all the wee kids are walking about and, you know, yeah. and their big coats and... 
Well, it, it genuinely like was running into a different world, and the second time I went back to New York, I was waiting on it. <laughs> you know, I was waiting on it. I was going, "Where is it? Where is it?" And then I hit it. You know, I was like, "There it is!" You know, it was. It, oh, it's weird. It, it, it really is. It was a weird street. Not one place would always stick my head in there. You know, that one street. What about finishing New York then? It's um, it's quite a grand finish too, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's a good finish straight into Central Park there, um. Uh, then you just come out, just coming out, exit in Central Park there by the History Museum. Yeah. You come out that way, which was nice too, you know. But um, it's quite a long walk after it. Yeah, quite a quite a long walk. This year after Tokyo, funny enough, was, was the biggest walk I've had oh, yeah. yet after, man. That's right. That was brutal. It was worse than that. It was like a ten k after doing it. You know, like, <laughs> and you soaked, you know. And then the the Alberts were looking to take a photograph, and I just ran. No, I, yeah. I was out of there, you know, I just grabbed the medal and run, like, you know, <laughs> no chance, I couldn't wait to get warm clothes on me, you know, but um, it's good, it's good, New York's good, it's good walk, to the hotel actually isn't that far away from the finish line, I ended up um, going down to, oh, the subways, <laughs> yeah, so I ended up walking down to the subway, <laughs> and I, because you just finished a marathon, my head was a bit spaced out, I stood on the platform for about an hour waiting for, for this one number train coming, I was talking to loads of people, still full of caffeine after the race, <laughs> and uh, this guy goes to me, what, where are you trying to get to? And I said, I'm trying to get there. He says, that train's just gone past about six times. <laughs> you might be checking that number. And I was like, God. I just followed, there was, there was a lot of uh, Dutch guys there, and they were all wearing orange, and I'd seen them in the morning, although the morning before the run, all in the, in the, in the lobby area, you know. Yeah. And I'd seen them after this, so I followed them, you know, I'd seen them hanging about after this, so I followed them back, you know, when you were always going there, saved me getting lost, you know. At that stage of New York then, was, were you aware, oh, so you were aware then you were going to go for the World Majors, so, uh, so did you pick then what was coming next, well, that was Berlin, was it? Oh yeah, I picked Berlin then, um, I'd done Berlin the following September, it's on September time. Done Berlin. And how did it compare to the first two? Berlin, I loved it again because weather wise, mm -hmm. I like the good hot weather. And Berlin was a clinker of a day. And I had a great run in Berlin. Um, the only thing I found tricky about Berlin was tube stations. Mm. I hated them <laughs> because I always got lost. I'm a sucker for tube stations and trains and stuff like that. I'm a sucker for. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy doing them, but I'm a sucker for getting lost on them, mm. you know, uh, and I'm all, I just know, as soon as I walk in there, I just know I'm going to get lost here, you know, give yourself an extra two hours here, so, but uh, Berlin's a, a, a clinker, like, I like, I like Berlin, like, it's a beautiful city, isn't yeah, it, beautiful three, people, yeah, three times now, it's Berlin as well, like, the so. food, everything, yeah. everything about the, Berlin's good, do you, the have beer. you done the, and the beer, <laughs> Like one of the best Irish bars in the world. Yeah. That you sort of fall into after the race. Um, did you do the run before? I did. The yeah. Marathon. Yeah, I finished up in the Olympic Stadium. There, it was good crack. Because that's a great buzz, isn't I it? I done, done it the first time now, but then I never done it after. Yeah. The two half times after that, I just sit and have a rest up and do something else, you know. But I done it the first time. I done it now, and it was good. Are you starting to get to know people that. Then when you're doing Berlin, because you've done sort of London, New York. Yeah, well, so I was starting to meet different people. I was starting, you know, the whole social media thing. Mm. You were starting to meet people on social media, you know, people were adding you, and you were adding people, you know, that you'd met, you were getting tagged in photos and stuff like that, you know, and um, meeting a lot, of, a, a lot of guys on the sports tour company, um, yes. Martin Joyce's tour company, like, which is... Absolutely, I'm sure you know, second to none, you know. Brilliant. So, um, it takes he, all the worry out of it, doesn't yeah, it? it? Does, yeah. He sorts everything out and the travel. Um, I've even been paired with people, and he even tries to, he sort of knows people, he tries to pair people with people he yeah. doesn't know. Uh, <coughs> he does, he's 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 I, he, I couldn't recommend him anymore, mm. to be honest with Martin and Clet, you know. Um, Clet, well, she always sort of does Berlin, that's her. She speaks German, like so. That's her. That's her baby, you know. Um. Uh, but there's a, it's on. It's a circuit that they have there, and it's the same sort of people. Not same sort of people, but 
a lot of um, recognised faces that you see, yeah. all these different ones. Uh, yeah, it's one thing that I'm missing at the minute, you know what I mean? Because you've gone round that whole tour. You, you, you've met all the, a lot of the same people all the time. Yeah. And, uh, it was this time last year, I finished the majors, but I haven't got another one coming up. And you're like, mm. uh, I need to do something. You, know, you don't um, know when to stop. You have that. You have that buzz, or you have that. You know, you have. You, you're part of a community. You're part of a community, exactly. Isn't, isn't it really? And when you're away from that, then it wasn't until when I done Boston, I was at the airport, and I started to realize, like you know. Yeah, I didn't actually miss this. You get used to doing one or two, maybe every year, one one every year, and you get used to that. Mm. You know, and if you if you haven't got one. The next year, you're well, like, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. So it's like, to hell with it, I'm going to do another one. I'm going to do it again, you know. Yeah. You know, do I do it three times? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you get a divorce if I do. I, I, you know, I don't know, you know. Because they are expensive, though, aren't they? They are. You spend, you spend quite a bit on them, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, it's like this too, Rob. I don't go out. I rarely go out, you know. Once in a blue moon, um, I would be out. And you, you, you work hard enough, you know. You, you could be doing a lot worse. Oh, you could do. You know, but um, I do enjoy it. I enjoy the crack and I enjoy the whole camaraderie of it. I love the people, you know. The people love, you know. Hopefully, the people love me as much as I love them, you know. But um, I, I, I really, really, really do find it part of a, f- a family thing you know yeah no definitely it's like I do I, f- I find it you know and I find going to the places and, and having that wee bit of uh, it's sort of especially when I go away on my own too you have that sort of time to think and you know think about life basically and think about you know you know but you're experiencing life as well you're isn't exper- it yeah. it makes you feel like you are it's not just work yeah work work work, work, work you know and getting to all these places around the world, you know that you would never go to half these places only no, for that. Never. I don't think I would have ever been to Chicago. Maybe most people visit New York or whatever, but I don't think I would have ever seen Chicago or maybe Berlin. You don't know. It is a good city break place. Um, never in the wildest dreams would you imagine going to Tokyo, you know, that sort of way. Um, Boston, maybe not so much either, you know. Um, so, so tell me about Chicago then, because that's the next one, is it? Yeah, what I've done Chicago then. Um, it's a beautiful city. Like it, it is very nice. Isn't it? It's like a clean sort of New York. Maybe yeah, know, but it's 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 really real friendly beautiful. people. And, and I went clean. To some, went to some great bars and some great great clubs around around yeah. Chicago. Being some great, the the absolute nightlife and all in, in Chicago is. Is something else like you know. I think it's the one out of the six who had a choice to do one. I would go back to Chicago. I think it's even where the hotel is. Yeah, and the start, start and the finish. finish. The Blackstone Renaissance. You know, it's it's fine. Like you just walk out the door, cross the road, do the race, finish the race, cross the road, back into the hotel. It's don't think I've had a blue moon since. Uh, no, <laughs> it's. <clears throat> but the course is good as well, isn't yeah. it? It's a brave and quick course. It's pretty flat. Yeah. Again, it can be pretty warm. Uh, it does be. Mind you, uh, both times I went, I think it rained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish weather. Uh, yeah, but, but, but uh, <coughs> I've seen people being there and it's been roasting hot. And I, yeah. Why can I not get that? Like, you know? <laughs> I do like the heat, you know. I do like the heat, but never seem to get it. You know, London, yeah. sort of, say, I'm Berlin once. It's sort of been the only place that I seem to have got the heat, you know. I was surprised, quite surprised about the corrals in Chicago because there wasn't enough room to get everybody in to the corrals. So you you got the the road which each of the corrals in, and either side of that was jam packed with people. Uh, there wasn't enough people to actually get in the corral, and um, so everybody was climbing over these like twelve foot fences. fences. I've seen them, and they're good. And I'm like, geez, you're gonna pull your uh, <laughs> rip the leg, you're shouting yeah. something. We're gonna get out here. Like, uh, you just. Hang on a second. And um So that leads then to Boston. Uh, I thought so Boston I can't believe Boston was six years ago. Boston's twenty thirteen, fifteenth the fourth. That was my birthday. Oh, it was actually on your birthday. That was actually on my birthday. My birthday was that day. Fifteenth of fourth. So you, you you run the world majors around sort of three twenty sort of pace, don't you? Yeah. So it's sort of around that. 
Um, so everyone knows about Boston 2013. It was the year um, that the bombings happened. Um, the film The Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. I didn't watch that for quite a while after that, after that mar- <coughs> or after the film was released. I sort of kind of refused to watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, I just kind of refused to watch it. Um, then just a bit the bullet one day, I was just sitting myself, you know, I'm going to put this on here and I put it on. Quite a good show. Yeah. But for somebody that was there and did experience <coughs> it, it was touching. It was touching, you know, it was a kind of what could have been or yeah, what, what did happen and all of yeah. that. Like, it was a, it was a so tell me about that experience then. So I mentioned your time 320 because it was maybe around the four and a half hour mark or something. So it's that four, hour mark. Four, four, hour four, mark. four hour mark. So we were at home and every time somebody you know goes away, you're always keeping an eye on yeah. them when you're watching at home, like, yeah, Sean's finished then. Next you know on the news, bang. Uh, and you're like, holy sh... Like, do you know what I mean? And you, you well, I had I'd finished <coughs> that, that race that day. And one thing I always have about after is I put a fresh pair of socks in my bag. So as you know, after the finish of Boston Marathon, you have to walk to the buses where your bags are, yeah. right up <coughs> up the, the road. So I'd walk right up the road with the, the bus to collect in my bag, get it in my bag, sat on the footpad, um, changed my socks, phoned home, I am finished, exactly, exactly, and all this crap, changed my clothes. It was a case, I was in Boston on my own too, I didn't know anybody there at the time, nobody. Met a few Irish guys that were there on the tour, that's where I met Bob from um, West Cork, Clown okay. um, Kilty Martin, yeah. I met Bob there, that was the first time I ever met Bob. Um, Stephen Toll, yeah. I was an alligator, met other, um, met a couple of guys that time, but I, I was there on my own, you know, the, these, these, so I'd finished the race, anyway, I'd changed my clothes, sat down on the, on the, on the pavement, phone, took a wee while to recoup, and then got up off the, the, the seat, well, the, the footpad, should I say, and I was tiddling about for a while to see, could I see anybody I knew, or whatever, you know, before making my way back to the hotel, I was obviously came, Lost, um. Just walking out, sort of out of the area of the runners area where it's sort of the baggage area where it's blocked in for the runners only. Mm-hmm. It was a bang. Now it wasn't a massive explosion or whatever. And I was looking back now, couldn't see any commotion. There was no commotion around me. Everybody was still out normal. Then there was another bang and everybody was still normal and there was nothing happening and I was looking back and you could see a puff of smoke down the street, down the bottom of the street from the, I was thinking fireworks or whatever, yeah. the news hadn't travelled up the street just yet of what had happened you know, so I walked out onto the main road, flagged down a taxi to get back to the hotel, flagged down a taxi anyway, taxi man pulled in I get into the taxi, told him the hotel I was going to, and the taxi man says, you taking the piss? And I says, well, he says, round the corner. So he drove me round the corner. And he, he, took, he drove me round the corner anyway, and stole me $20 or something, you know. Uh, he says, stole me around the corner, but I says, take me there, I don't know where I'm going. So he took me there anyway, gave him whatever, $10 or whatever it was, um, got out of the taxi, walked in through the door of the hotel and everybody was running about the hotel lobby in commotion, you know. And I was like standing at the door of the hotel with my medal in my bag in my hand going, what's going on? Everybody was looking at the bomb at the finish, the bomb at the finish. Jesus. And I was like, just a wave, <laughs> what is all about, you know. So that was it, There was the phones were all shut down so nobody could use phones. That's how the dad detonated the bombs, no use of phones. Right, okay. So, they were able to shut down phones. There was no public transport. There was Jesus. no, there was no nothing. You know the whole because those guys were obviously on the run. You know, so um, the whole place was just in shutdown. Like you know, there was absolutely nothing that sort of happened that night. Like nothing. Like so, of course we went up the street, walked up the street anyway, and there was an Irish bar. Uh, it was open, and we went in there, and um, there was supposed to be an after party in there for the, the marathon. And they had boxes and boxes of 
like goodies and stuff for runners and yeah. stuff and they ended up giving all us bags because there was nobody in the pub not mm-hmm. a sinner in the pub all the pubs and different stuff were empty like um, but it, it was surreal it was surreal like and it set up the next day we went over the street then to, to where it had happened and there's people laying the floors and people tying up runners and um, stuff like that you know it was it was touching how did that make you feel like because it's so different than, than the yeah the experiences that you've been having and all of a sudden to be there and part of that like it must be pretty touching like to see oh uh, it was it was very you now to be fair it was uh, it was it was it was scary you know you were thinking like would people somebody do this on on their own public could I have been there, you know, could I have been at, you know, at that finish line? What about them Irish guys that I met? Are they okay? You know, that sort of... Did you find that when you got back to the hotel, the people, you know, so the people that you knew... And they were still on the course. They were still a few, on the course. A, a, few, a few of the guys didn't get the finish, but mm-hmm. whenever that bomb went off, whatever section of the mark, and they just yeah. stopped it and took everybody off the course so then, you know. Mm-hmm. So they'd set up halls then the next... Yeah, because it, there must have been some confusion there then. Yeah. Because, you know, they cut the phones thing and they cut the, the public transport off. Like, were you able to contact home or no, anything like that? No, couldn't contact home. Like, we were at home going like, oh, shit. Hey, but, but, the, but we the best, knew you'd finished. Yeah, I was but, talking to my mum and stuff and talking to Emma and, and, and stuff and I'd said, you know, I'm finished. and Yeah. Um, you still don't know where people are yeah. kind of after that. Didn't know where people were out in the course, the likes of Bob and mm-hmm. uh, Huey and there was a couple of other guys that were over on the tour, you were thinking, are they still out, you know, were they caught up in it or, you know, until everybody sort of got back together to the hotel. Because the marathon is such, is usually such a, such a great buzz about a marathon. There's so many people running for so many good reasons, like, and there's so much money raised for charities, you know, and it was... Feels like one of the worst places you get hit. Oh, what's that? You know what I mean? And the people that are at the finish line are there supporting, like you're talking about, because I think it was a one little boy, was there? That, oh, that there was, was three people died. I can smell it. Can you smell that pop burn or something? Yeah. Yeah, no. Smell that pot of fire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm leaving that on the podcast. <laughs> I thought I. I smell a pot burning there. Well, it smelled a lot quicker than I did, anyway. Uh, I know. I've nobody in the house. You see, they all got a runner. What was on the pot? It was a pot of cabbage or something. I think for the Morris. So we're having no cabbage for the Morris dinner, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they didn't like. Oh, the joys. So when you came home from Boston, then what was the sort of buzz there? Because there must have been a lot of hype around that, and people. Because um, I remember when I, I was actually in Thailand when the tsunami hit. So it's very similar to that. And when you come home, like, there was loads of people trying yeah, to get... trying to get some of the story. I'll tell you about better still. That, that following night, I went to bed in the hotel. Now, they shut the phones down for a few hours after the bombs had happened. But they opened them up again once... Mm. Sort of knew there was no more bombs going to be detonated using cell phones or whatever. That night, whenever I was in bed, my phone never stopped. You had Sky News, you had all the local Neary reporters, mm-hmm. um, Neary Reporter, Neary Democrat, you had um, Q Radio, you had um, uh, it's Sky News, you had the Sunday World, you had the News of the World, and how these people got your phone number. And how these people got your contact information, I just don't know. <laughs> people were ringing me and just going, hey, is this Sean Smith? Would you like to talk to us about, you know? And the phone was going every two minutes. People loving, loving a story, like, you know? It's crazy, isn't it? It was, it was. And, and, and even when we got off the plane, yeah, home, there was reporters in the airport, like, mm. you know, loving story, like. Mad, like, as, soon as, I get home, as soon as I get home to the house, you had people up wanting to take a photograph of you with your family, you know, and you were literally only through the door. Yeah, that's you know, mad, like. So, it, it, you know, 
So go see when you went back to Boston then, because you know Boston did really stand back up after being knocked down, didn't they? Oh, uh, you big know, time, big like time. It, it really pulled the city together, like didn't it? I think it definitely. If it's gonna be, uh, maybe I'm one hundred percent sure about it. If it's gonna be any of them do again, mm. it's gonna be it, one hundred percent, and that's the only reason. That is particularly the only reason because it is because it's touching yeah. and it's because of that sense of feeling I get whenever I go to the, the finish line area and I think it's uh, most most of the runners that were there that day will get the same experience whenever you walk your, your hairs will stand mm-hmm. you know you go the day before the finish line and or the day before the marathon and, and, and visit the area or whatever the day after and visit the area It'd probably be better the day before. Marathon, go and visit the area and 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 look about and uh, you know and you'll see the wee flowers and the different memorials there and the wee things that people have left and I've personally left things there myself. But you know it will make it will make your hair stand. You it know? touched so many people, didn't oh, it? Because it, it wasn't just the people that got hit in the actual explosions, but everybody that was on course out there and all the people that was supporting them. Because it had a huge ripple effect through all of that, didn't it? Like, so if you were supporting somebody, you were, or if you knew of somebody running the race, you were actually worried about them. So that ripple effect went right out and affected that many people. Like, so every year when that race comes out, you know, Boston's strong. Yeah, I even so, got the, the, the tattoo for the ribbon on the date. Brilliant. For the Boston one, the Boston strong. You really, you can feel it when you're there, though. Oh, you can. You, can, you, can, you know, the people that are out. People so, are support more. They've made it stronger. Yeah. They're, they're coming out to support it. It's, it's the one one race on the World Majors that it's at a different level. I've met, I've met some really good <clears throat> close friends in Boston, too. Mm. You know, so... And it's a beautiful city, as yeah. well. It's, in um, America, you don't get much history in America because it's quite a new yeah. sort of fan country but Boston does have that oh yeah, the, the wee streets are lovely and the wee cobble streets yeah. and stuff and then uh, you're walking down through some of the skyscrapers and, and then all of a sudden you'll see a wee small red brick you know yeah. building in the middle and it's quite nice like you know beautiful city I like it like you know uh, Quincy Market's beautiful down around there like you know um, I've, uh, you know, like I say, I met some really close people over in, in, in Boston. Um, I think the only way I'll ever see them again or they'll ever see me again is if I run Boston or they run Dublin, you know. <laughs> so so I think, you know, I think I'll have to do that, you know, or they'll have to do that, you know. Um, we'll meet again, you know, but it'll be through no choice of running. Yeah. You know, we'll not, we'll not just go, oh, well, I fancy going over here to see the guys in Boston just for a weekend for the crack, you know. It'll have to be marathon weekend, you know. You wouldn't get away with that. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> get away with that, you know. So that was five, five world majors. But then there only was five. Yeah, there was. Did you feel five. like you had finished it at that stage? Yeah, I did. I thought, ah, oh, that was me. That's me done. I'm, I'm, I'm done sort of with that whole thing, you know. five world majors and then they made an announcement. Yeah, they made an announcement in Tokyo and I just went, right. <laughs> it has to be done like. it has to be done and again I went to my own you know I didn't know anybody well I wasn't going to try and recruit anybody to go to <laughs> Tokyo to go to Tokyo you yeah. know it's going to be a hard one the master like. yeah. but I went again to Tokyo that was 2014 and that was the first year that it had been identified as being one of the yeah. majors that's when the six stars then got created wasn't it no 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 it was shortly after that then that's class. So I remember you getting that done. Um, so how did that feel? And, and there was no six star yeah. medal then either. So were you aware of then becoming, because you were the first person I had finished the six stars, is that right? Yeah. There was the first one then whenever. Because uh, Tokyo was brand new. Yeah, to- Tokyo so was you- brand new. There was 14, um, 11 or 14 six star finishers after Tokyo that year so there was only four, 11 or I think it was 11 or 14 people that had a six star certificate that year after 
Oh, okay. Over the whole of Ireland, no. Oh, oh, over the whole of the world. Oh, the whole world. And yeah, on the on, on the Abbott's page, there was fourteen people or something. Was your name part of that then? Yeah. Yeah. I was in one of the eleven or fourteen, and the, and the world there was a couple of people that had a few to do or whatever, you know. That must have felt pretty cool too, like. Oh, it was something good. like, isn't it? Uh, it was. It was something. It was like, oh, I, I, I think I've actually won something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or done something, you know. But uh, it was a great achievement, though. Oh, it was. It was. It was a good feeling about it. Good buzz. Then obviously, Abbots took over a couple of months later. And they made the six stars. And they made the they made the six star, and then they produced a six star medal. So of course, a lot of people are bling. You know, love the bling and bling myself. You know, you you see a big medal, you want it. Like, so they produced they produced a six star medal. Um, um, you just registered and yeah, they posted it out. You basically, you know. So you good good recognition for that as well. To be fair, didn't it? The yeah. local community, etc. So tell me a bit about that. Um, good recognition about that. Uh, I got a. They had an award night, didn't they? Yeah, we had an award night at the um, Newry Council uh, offices. Um, I was organised by Team Dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Technically, you know yourself. Um, very thankful. Great lads and great spirits throughout the community. Love them. With all the negative stuff going on the world, on in the world, like we should recognise when good people do good things, shouldn't we? Oh, right. It's important. It is important. It, it, it encourages other people. Yeah. It encourages other people to do good, or it encourages other people to do better. Yeah. You know. Um. You know, people can say, "Well, if you know." Sean can do it, I can do it, you know, or, you know, uh, I can do better, you know, I can, you know, I can, we can drive this on, and we can all do the same, and Exposes I think, I think, I think too, in fairness, maybe this is not right, but I think I have personally um, encouraged quite a few people to chase yeah. the, 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 the majors. Yeah. Well, I hadn't heard of it until I seen the back of your leg running down um, the towpath one day. <laughs> but I, so, I think, you know... Sean, I think Sean's Jack, got... Every time he, he run one of the majors, he got a ta- the name tattooed on the back of your leg, wasn't it? Yeah. Because uh, I remember you doing the last one. And I said I wanted to do it, but you, <laughs> you yeah. got it done. I wrote, I, somebody wrote it on when we were in Tokyo with um, makeup or something, wrote it on the back of my leg for till I got home, and then it was officially put on, you know? It was a great way factor about going to Tokyo, though, wasn't it? Uh, I remember when I was doing Tokyo, and people said to you, Oh, what's your next marathon? Ah, I'm just going to go to Tokyo. Like, it's a real... Some people don't understand. Uh, people are like, what? Tokyo? <laughs> for a marathon? You know? <laughs> but um, it's it, awesome, though. It is. It's an awesome city. Tokyo, you'll never meet nicer people. Anywhere you've been, you'll never meet nicer people. It's a totally different planet. Isn't uh, it? The culture yeah. is so different and respectful. And, and polite and nice and... You know, happy, they seem to they seem to be anyway. They seem to be very people. happy people. Um, there's not a pack of rubbish on the streets. I'm not saying our streets are dirty, but you know, but there's not a pack of street of rubbish but on the street. The I credit him in the marathon, and it's one of my pain points about running because I'm a runner. I love running, and you run in a race, and there's rubbish all over the place, and you're running past people's houses, and there's loads of rubbish, and it breeds. So yeah. if somebody throws a bottle down. Everyone throws a ball things. That's the dumb thing. That's the culture. Yeah. But you go to Japan. There's not one bit no. of rubbish in the There's happen. not one. Not one jail. <laughs> not one jail. I actually took a jail last week in Tokyo, man. I was actually, I actually held on to my paper until I found the bin. I was actually running with my jail paper <laughs> in my hand for about a half an hour until I seen a bin and then I, oh, and then put it in the bin. You know? so it not, can be done. Like there's not one mm. pack of paper. Throughout that marathon, not one jail wrapper, not one cup, not one bottle, not one item of clothing, nothing. Yeah, it's amazing. The whole way up that course. I I ran Edinburgh last year and I was actually a bit embarrassed because there was people standing out in their garden and it was like a foot deep of water bottles all in front of their their house. And I know they're out cheering everybody, but they didn't look like they were cheering actually. They looked a bit, uh, this is a bit of a mess. Like, But I mean, I've never seen a marathon as... Messy, and I maybe wouldn't recognize it if I hadn't been to Tokyo. 
if you know what I mean. Yeah. I might not even recognise it. It's just the fact you've been to Tokyo and you're like... I've never seen it. We were talking about that when we were over there, funny enough. It's... Spotless. You don't even see any bins. No, pretty rubbish. Like. No, there's nowhere to put your rubbish in the streets either. Yeah. You know. Anyway. That comes from a very early age where they're taught respect. It's absolutely unreal. I've, I've never. We were, there were. Everybody was actually talking about that. You were afraid, you know. <laughs> when you took a drink, you drank it at the station and you, <laughs> put, your, you put your cup in the bin before you left the station. Whereas most Martins, you'd see people, they'll lift a drink, they'll drink it running halfway up the street and just dump it at the side of the road and like you're saying it can be done in Tokyo yeah. you know you have the same amount of runners there the cuts of 50,000 runners there and the street is spotless yeah. right to the very last runner like you know we're saying the same thing you know so now, there aren't many western type of people in the race there's quite quite a lot of Japanese oh there is yeah there's a huge running culture Japan like isn't it <laughs> I forget how many hundreds of thousands of people try to enter the race. Oh, there does be, there does be something like quarter of a million entries of <laughs> Japanese, Japanese people. They like, love it, like they've all yeah. the kit, like, yeah. haven't they, all the wee arms, sleeves. Yeah, I was standing in there, because we're from Ireland, in the singlet, and you see these guys dressed to the hill because yeah. it was cold to them. But to us, obviously, it was normal. You know, it was like, no, they were. Well, funny, when I was standing at the, 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 the race start, or in the pen, they were... Um, like standing in their in their body suits and stuff, you know, and then they were taking off the body suits and folded them up and put them to the side and they still had their own sleeves on and the, <laughs> the leggings with the shorts out over the leggings and the proper shorts, you know, and the and the headbands and the stuff, you know. So they were well were well prepared for weather. And there I was with a hoodie on me, you know, <laughs> ready to stop and dump at the first pen. Um freezing. It was very cold now in Tokyo last week. It was yeah, we had like 14 degrees, I think, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. I actually had an ordeal when I was in Tokyo, and I think it came from the travelling and, and not getting up and moving about in the plane or whatever, but um, I saw sort of hooked up with some Spanish guy, and we're like mile 14, I was way ahead of the pacer, and well, I shouldn't have been, <laughs> he should have stuck with the pacer, <laughs> but I cramped up, I thought, jeez, I'm going to smash my PB today, but mile 16, I hit cramp. It was at the side of the rail, and all these Japanese people were about two feet smaller than me. And I was you are but seven foot. Yeah, I was like Godzilla, hanging onto this bar, with like cramp, roaring like, and they were like, ah, oh, some woman came out and started doing like chop, chopping my calves, like I'm a really bad cramp. That's one. That is one tip if you're going to Tokyo Marathon. When you pick your top, make sure you get an extra large. Because uh-huh. I ha- I normally wear a medium top and it was like a belly top on me because the Japanese guys are so much smaller medium. Yeah. Uh, aren't they like so? I pick, I pick, funny, I pick, I pick a large top and it's like a medium top here. You <laughs> yeah. know? So. Um, but a great marathon. It's one marathon that when I finished it, I actually felt um, like I'd won the marathon because that's the way they made you feel. Yeah. Now, it wasn't until I got to the bus I realised they were all saying the same thing because they'd been rehearsed because yeah. we didn't even know English. No, they don't. Which, <laughs> is, which I think is pretty, pretty nice. You know, it's, yeah. pretty, it's, it's good to be... When you want to go to a place like that, you want to really experience the culture, you know. You yeah. want, you know, you well, want the language barrier. You want, you know, I know it's a bit hard, but you want it, you know. You want it. You, you want to experience our yeah. culture, like, don't you? Yeah. So what made you... What drew you then... To you raised quite a lot of money there the first time around, it's only like thirty thousand pounds. Yeah, crazy was, amount of money. Yeah, uh, something uh, thirty six, thirty thirty six to thirty seven thousand. That must have felt pretty good as well. It did, you know, because you don't see it adding up. You know, yeah. you you're you're just constantly um, accumulating money yeah, like and doing, and doing, and doing that. that like. So you've done the world majors twice. I don't know anybody else that's done that. It's got you've got two six star medals here in a box. Uh, <laughs> when are you going to get these medals up on the wall? Like, I don't know. Well, there's uh, a huge treasure chest here with all his his um, marathons in. Like it's got two six star medals in. I don't know if anybody else has done that. Has anybody else in Ireland actually got that? Well, there's nobody in Ireland as far as I know has that. So another first, really. Um, but I know there is people has it like. Yeah. Um, Abbots were able to tell you there's a few, you know. Um, I think there was one. Uh, I think there was one other guy on Tokyo Marathon weekend had done it out of the Tokyo Marathon that weekend. Brilliant. 
because Albus were able to tie me. You're the second person in this week's marathon to get your second six star. So it goes to show, I have a huge yeah. running community. You know, you uh, it's, it's, a, it's a small percentage, like, yeah. you know. Because you know, now when, when you go there, the numbers are significantly increasing. Yeah. Who's going to get it for the first time? There's six, that, there's maybe, what is there now on the board? There must be 6,000 anyway, is there? Uh, so every time there's uh, a like major now, there's yeah, a huge a amount of people just yeah. closing that off. You know, and so there's a phenomenal amount of people. Even but when you, think, when you think about it, if there is maybe... If there is sixty eight thousand, six or eight thousand maybe that have completed it now, maybe, I think it could be a lot more, I'm not sure. But um when you think about it, if if there is six or six that six or eight thousand, it's still a very small percentage uh, when you think of the amount of runners there is out there competing in these marathons week in, week out and year in, year out, you know. It's a very, very small and it's a lot to be for anybody to have finished it once, it's a lot to be proud of, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of, um, you know, it's a lot of time, you know, it's a, it really is a huge achievement for anybody to have finished it once, you know, um, everybody should be well respected for finishing it once, you know. But when you get that six star medal, like, you always hear that cli- cliche, you know, it's the journey, not the destination. It really is that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Because when you get that, the amount of memories that you have in each of those places that's on that six starts, like it's I know it's expensive, but money couldn't buy no, them. No, money couldn't buy them. Money will never buy them, you know. And when you're old and grey and sitting in your wheelchair or whatever, sitting there, <laughs> on, you know, uh, the different drunken nights they had in them countries, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, we, I think was, like, I look at the six stars and think to myself. I was drunk in every one of those. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was, you know. But amazing. Like, can, what was the funniest thing ever happened when you were away doing the World Majors? Oh, I probably couldn't tell you some of them. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that question when I was coming over here. I was like, <laughs> I wonder is he going to really tell me? <laughs> um, I think one of the funniest ones was we went, um, well, go with a wee, a wee sort of funny one was whenever we were in Tokyo in twenty fourteen and I met up with James. That's when I first met James Campbell and that. Um never knew any of them guys before we went. We just sort of all hooked together. In Monaghan Town. in in Monaghan Town Runners and we hooked together then. Um but the night after the marathon we had um we went to like a Chinese restaurant. We all had a few beers and butter crack and and the lad on it was my birthday, it wasn't my birthday and the whole Japanese restaurant came out with a cake and all the Japanese people stood up and sang me happy birthday and it wasn't <laughs> even my birthday. James has it in video. But uh, then we went to one of the karaoke booths and they're all, if you were in them, I'm not sure, they're all like we different booths and everybody's in singing the part. But we went into one, we had one first day as there was a crowd of us in it. But we had opened all the doors and in all the different booths and there was loads of Japanese people in them and we'd have them all out in the one hall and we had them all singing now we're not religious or pardon anybody's language but we're nothing and all the Japanese and all were singing it and it was just so funny you know so we had a squad of people all tucked out of their rooms out of their wee karaoke rooms all into this hallway we were there with these microphones singing Japanese people singing it too it was just it was one of them ones that was surreal you know um, that was probably one of the funniest things, you know, or, you know, there was quite a few, you know, but you sort of never sort of sat down and had time to sort of think, what was one of the, stood off the top of my head, that would be, you know, one of the calmest ones you could sort of <laughs> yeah. mention on, you know. And um, you've done them twice now, like, is there any marathon out there that you would love to do? Yeah, I've always dreamed, always have dreamed of doing even before I finished the majors, and maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um, before I even finished the majors for the first time, before I was even halfway around the majors for the first time, I've mentioned it to them years ago, and I've mentioned it to a few different people years ago, and I still have it in my head, and I don't know why. I, I might never do it, I might, might do it, I don't know, but it would be the North Pole one. I came into my head there for some reason. You know, <laughs> I, I, I might never do it. You know, I'm not a person for the cold. I'm not, you know, but that one just has always reached out to me. 
I don't like the look. I've studied it. I've watched it. You know, I've watched videos of it. I've looked it up. I've, you know, I've checked the cost of it. You know, you just feel drawn to it. You know, and I feel drawn to it. You know, it might never happen. I don't know. You know, you know, to when do do it? To you know, how do we go about doing it? You know, that sort of it. Um, it, it's it's a, it's a huge expense. I think it's maybe like fifteen thousand yeah. euro or something. Maybe to to do it. You know, I've looked it up. Um, the course is pretty grim too because I think you know you, you, you start from base camp and I think you run two mile out, two mile across, two mile back, you know, something like right, that. Because okay. you're not allowed to go so far from base camp, you know, yeah. um, the whole place looks the same anyway, you know, so you're not going to see anything anyway. You're just two <laughs> mile out, two mile across, two mile back, two mile out, two mile, and you're constantly doing that, you know, until you, you clap up your 26.2, you know. Um, so I've sort of looked into it quite a bit and looked at it, but I've sort of never sort of have took the final bite to it, you know, but that is one that I've always, for years now, I've been saying, I think it's probably the, the cost that... Yeah, it's, it's a big cost. Like, yeah. Have you got another major planned on the horizon? No, I've not been planning on the horizon, but I think I would like to do Boston pretty soon. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, you know, uh, but then I uh, I say to myself, myself do I do Boston and then that that's gonna start me on a third road, you know because I have, <laughs> yeah. I've sort of I've done five five Londons, which I've lost one of the medals for, um, but I've done five Londons, three Berlins, you know, and then the rest of them's two each, you know, something and if I go to Bo- Boston again, make it three, but start chasing the other three three times, you know. Yeah. You know, I don't know, you know, but it just sort of gets in your head, you know, you want to do it, and you do it, you know, but I don't want to do it, but I do, you know, <laughs> and like you say, it's that journey, you like being on that journey, and you're like, you know, but. Even talking to you today now has made me feel like. <laughs> but you do, you know, it's, it does, and it's like you say, you know, you meet, you meet the people from all over the place, and, uh, and then, you know, encouraging people to, to do the same, it's just, you know, to see the amount of people now that's that's loving to do it and, and you go on the different wee pages online and, and you see the different people chasing it and that's the it's the the dream that some people have to get that done is just it's amazing like, I think it? it means more to some people than it than it has to me now that maybe it's because I finished it or whatever, I don't know, you know. But the the dream or the the focus of some some people Yeah, it definitely is. Like when I was doing it it was I didn't really have that end goal. I, I wanted to do the World Major Marathons, but it wasn't like, I wasn't, didn't even want to rush it. Yeah. You know I mean? Only I heard, and I suppose I heard that South Africa might become number seven. I thought, okay, I need to get number six done before they do start expanding this. But I've heard, I've heard different rumours of that, so I think, and then I've heard one of, they're going to add Australia or they're going to add New Zealand, but where do you stop? Yeah. You know. If, if they did add another one, if they would, I would have to. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If, if they did, I would. Yeah. I, would I would do it, you know. I, I think um, Dublin's got great potential in, in the next five years. Yeah. I can see that creeping in because they're opening up to 22,000 people now. It's just selling out straight away. Especially... The whole world wants to, to go to Dublin. Yeah. Especially with the likes of Martin. Martin Joyce there again, like we spoke about earlier on from sports travel. Especially with the likes of him being an R. Uh, you know, in our company yeah. and being ours, he has the contacts there and he has the knowledge and he has, you know, he, you know, he could make it happen. The momentum's building. Yeah. And I, I could see that happen in the very near future. Sean, thanks very much. Appreciate that. Oh, it was That's an good chat. pleasure, but... Wow, what a fantastic job Sean has done by completing the World Major Marathons for a second time. He's earned himself a lifetime of experiences and friends from around the globe. God knows what he's going to do next. My feeling is he's going to go around a third time, but we'll wait and see. We have an exciting couple of weeks coming up, so make sure you tune in. You can help to pass on the inspiration by telling your friends and ask them to download the app and follow the Inspirational Runners podcast. Until next week, stay safe. Keep on moving.